0: This episode of the Managing Madrid podcast is brought to you by Intercontinental San Francisco Hotel. They are proud sponsors of our show, and they hosted our live recording in San Francisco. So the night before the game against Club America in San Francisco, we did a podcast in person with a bunch of Madrileños in attendance at the Intercontinental San Francisco Hotel. So one, thank you to the Real Madrid fans who came out in the Bay Area, and two, thank you to the Intercontinental San Francisco Hotel, For hosting a very comfortable podcast with nice AC and good acoustics and everything else you needed for a perfect evening of live recording with lovely people and lovely Maradisa. So thank you to everyone all around. And coming up is a new segment of the Manager Richard Podcast that will go up on Mondays featuring Lucas Navarrete and myself, Kian Sobani. We're going to talk about whatever needs to be talked about from the weekend or the day of. And in this case, it just so happens that... We have Real Madrid's first meaningful game of the season. It's the UEFA Super Cup versus Eintracht Frankfurt on Wednesday. So Lucas and I are going to talk about that and tee that up for you. And as a reminder, we have a heavy schedule over on Patreon.com slash Managing Madrid this week. Tomorrow, which is Tuesday, we have Tuesday Tapas with Matt and I. We are going to talk about a bunch of Real Madrid things. And then on Wednesday is the Super Cup post-game show, which, by the way, is live on Zoom. So an hour after the game tomorrow tomorrow. You get a Zoom link if you're a patron. You click on that Zoom link. You join the podcast while we record it. You watch us record it. But you can also ask us questions face-to-face at the end. And also, there's a chat box in the Zoom call where a bunch of Real Madrid fans just talk to each other. And uh, it's just a ton of fun. It's the highlight of these podcasts, actually. It's been a huge hit since we started doing them last year. So for access to that live. But also, if you can't make it after the fact, the actual recording itself, go to patreon.com slash Sign up in advance. And then on Thursday, also on Patreon, is the world-famous Real Madrid Mailbag where Lucas Navarrete and I answer questions. So uh, enjoy it this week. Thanks for being part of the Real Madrid family. We see you on the inside. And today's show, again, is a UEFA Super Cup preview with Lucas and I. So let's get started with the voices of Derek Ray and Ray Hudson. Let's go.
1: Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. They're wonderful lads that do a great job there. And worth reading about that man there. needs to rest. The numbers reveal
0: why. Times ended up almost looking like a 6-3-1. Some very good writing about that on the Managing Madrid website. Frustrate podcast as well. Valverde was a huge part of the equation. Hello, and welcome to a Monday edition of the Managing Major podcast. We have a new wrinkle in the Managing Madrid podcast routine, and that is Lucas Navarrete is here on a Monday. And it just dawned on me, Lucas, that. For those who aren't patrons who get to listen to your glorious voice every single Thursday over on patreon.com. This may be the first time they hear your voice in podcasts uh, because this one is going up on a Monday. So, first of all, welcome to the show. How you feeling? How was your weekend?
1: Hey, Kian, I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. Uh, glad uh, that this is the last weekend without you know regular football, without La Liga and all that. So, happy to, to have football back. It's been a brief summer because of the of, you know how early this this new season is going to start it's so always to have a real football back given that you know I don't give uh, I don't give that much importance to to precision
0: it's definitely a bit strange to not have to like like be, be, be not be completely free on the weekend anymore <laughs> it's like uh, people have been asking me what's up next weekend. What are you doing this day, that day And the league? has started, I just take a peek at the schedule and I nearly black out at how busy it is, especially depending like if you want to watch other games. Uh, I was looking at the September 1st weekend, like whatever the first weekend in September is. Cause my wife asked me to do something and I looked at it and it was like every single game I want to watch back to back to back to back to back, including Real Madrid. Uh, and then like Barcelona, Sevilla in the evening. So anyways it's just yeah the madness is is upon us so we're going to start with talking about eintracht frankfurt on wednesday the first time lucas we've played them in an official game since the 7-3 in 1960 does that blow your mind at all
1: well it's crazy it's a crazy fact given that you know i i assume that they were qualified to some editions of the champions league uh, during these years, but you know, luck hasn't been, and also friendlies, by the way. But luck hasn't been on, on, on both team sides in terms of facing this, this squad. Obviously, familiar ties, familiar links between the two clubs. With, with that uh, Champions League final back in the day. Also, Vallejo playing there in, uh, a few years ago. Jovic, obviously, a huge star coming out of, uh, of Eintracht Frankfurt years ago. So it's, uh, it should be a good one.
0: Yeah, it's crazy uh, how much has changed even since the Jovic era and uh, what's happened to Jovich since after that incredible Europa League run he had in 2019, I think it was, right? 18, 19, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. The 7-3, by the way, i mean, it's just a good time to remind people that, that this is literally one of the most famous games in football history. And if, in case you're interested in knowing more about that final, um, about three years ago, me, Omen, Matt went back and watched that game and then did a pod, post game podcast about it. And we actually tweeted that out from the manager and Jim account, which you can go and click on and listen to it in case you're interested. It really is truly a special game where everyone, the whole world was blown away. Uh, people in England saw Reamager play for the first time. They didn't really understand what the hype was about D. Stefano Pushkas and all these guys yeah. until that day. D-Stef- uh, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson has some famous quotes about it. And how he was blown away as a child watching Pushkas play in particular. And and yeah, it's just a special game. Di Stefano, four goals. Pushkas, three goals. Go watch it. Uh, Lucas, how are you feeling about this one? I mean, Frankfurt coming off a a ridiculously bad loss at home. 6-1 on the opening day of the Bundesliga to Bayern Munich. Not in great shape.
1: Yeah, well, let's face it. Real Madrid are clearly the favorites in this one. It's not like this is one of the most even... Super Cup finals we've seen in over the last few years. You know we've seen in the past we are facing the likes of Manchester United, even though obviously the they weren't the, the 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 very the high quality Manchester United team that we've known for a while. Given that obviously they qualified to that Super Cup final through winning the the Europe League, but anyway, again this is a. Uh, it's hard to, to get rid of, of the feeling that this is just the last game of the preseason, even though obviously a big title is at stake, but considering how big of, of, of favorites Real Madrid are right now, I think it's it will be quite a surprise if Real Madrid struggle or, or don't find a way through during the first half even of this game. It's not We shouldn't take, obviously, track frame for lightly. I think that Obviously they have uh, started the, their season a week earlier than Real Madrid and they should be ahead of schedule in terms of uh, fitness and conditioning and all that. So maybe they have the upper hand there. But again, I think Real Madrid should definitely be the the, the favorites in this game. And it would be, it's hard to get rid of this feeling that this is the, the last preseason game.
0: Um, it'll be really interesting to see, like I have a couple things that I'm circling in terms of themes that I'm curious to see. Um, not that it really matters. Like In some ways, I feel like this conversation we're having now with regards to, like, for example, what Frankfurt did against Bayern Munich and all that stuff is going to be completely irrelevant to our season. So it's just a note in passing. But one of the takeaways I, I took from that 6-1 loss they had at home to Bayern, after, by the way, having a decent start to the season, they won 4-0 uh, away from home in the German Cup on August 1st. That was their first game of the season, mind you, was against uh-huh. a team named FC Magdeburg. So, take that for oh. what you will. But, Mario Götze yeah. had a good debut in that game. Uh, in the 6-1, it was like a stark contrast to the Frankfurt I remember seeing against Barcelona in the Europa League, which was pretty compact and really good on the counter. And what I took away from the 6-1 was that Bayern were brilliant, first of all, so I don't want to diminish that. I mean, they they gave yeah, Frankfurt... How
1: good how were they with I didn't was the game.
0: I I thought like the combination of four players in particular but really to expand on it more like so for example Mane Musiala Gnabry Muller those four the mm-hmm. the fluidity with which they move between the lines and constantly moved and cut into the box Frankfurt just had no answer for that especially when you consider the fact that Davies and Pavard on the on the wings were providing overloads. It was just numerical superiority in every sequence. And I think what caused them a lot of problems, which I'd be, this This was my takeaway that maybe we can talk about, is if Ray Amjad want to replicate this, the movement of those front four was just, they were constantly moving into the box. Something that, for example, Rodrigo is very good at, Benzema was very good at, was very good at uh, and I'm pretty sure we know Rodrigo will come off the bench, but yeah, there was a if look if, for example if Real Madrid play against Frankfurt the way they did against Juventus which was control press control press control press if we do that to this Frankfurt team I think they're going to have a lot of problems based on what we saw in that opening match day which may not mean much but I think it it was really really shocking how they defended in that game how they dealt with Bayern's fluid movement so that was my main takeaway from that game Lucas
1: yeah well and. From what I'm understanding of your takeaways and your and your analysis of of that game is that I wouldn't consider this game as uh, as a good fit for Valverde on the right wing. Necessarily, we know that Ancelotti right now is is willing to take another chance on on the guys who got the job done in the not only in the Champions League final but also during the last third of the season, probably. So. But again, if we are probably preparing for for this game and taking this game very seriously and all that, I I don't think Valverde would be a a, a nice feed on on that right wing in comparison to Rodrigo, who would give obviously more versatility and more mobility to the to the attacking trio. I don't know what what your thoughts are on this this particular matter.
0: I think, generally speaking, Rodrigo. Obviously, is the more pure right winger, right? And I think just yeah, his sure. ability to break lines and, and go your at overall, yeah, yeah, and and make those runs in the box. Rodrigo is clearly superior. I do think it's interesting that, um, because obviously it's no surprise that we're going to see the quote-unquote gala eleven, at least from mm-hmm. last year, play this game. But I did think it was interesting to hear Ancelotti's explanation as to why that he's doing, why he's going that route for this game. He said this in the preseason that. He feels that the Super League is an extension of last season. Like, this is a game of last season. And he feels like he's basically pretending that this game is happening last season as an extension of it. And that's why he's starting those players that won in the Champions League. And so, I guess my point is, because I know you and I were talking about this off-air, and we want to talk about it today, the fact that I think we both feel that Rudiger is a deserved starter. Although that's a right. weird thing to say, given like deserved means that he has like merit, but like he just came in. But uh, based on talent, leadership, ability, sure, all that stuff, Rudiger to me is a superior player to Militao with all those. But yeah. I, I guess that the, if Rudiger is benched this game, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be benched for the game, like the first game away to Almeria on the opening match day. But or, or just for future purposes. Maybe not right away. Maybe sure. he doesn't start, but just for like by springtime, April, Champions League knockouts, Lucas, uh, I'd wager that Rudiger, possibly even too many, yeah. but Rudiger is in the team.
1: Yeah, I'd be extremely shocked if he isn't. And about the about the Super Cup being a, an extension of a, of last season. Maybe you can help me with my with my memory here, but didn't Cross a start in the in the
0: 2015 Super Cup with Ancelotti? bang so bang oh you gotta you, you gotta bring that up with carlo send send him an email tweet at him carlo double standard right
1: <laughs> and, and make no mistake i think this is a similar situation in regards that you know cross should have started that game because he's he was a, a generational talent back then really is not that uh that huge of a player but he's to me, he's the best defender on the squad right now. So situations are not that uh, that different, in my opinion. I think that Cross was absolutely right to start in that game. Real Madrid needed him, needed him, and obviously became a big part of what Real Madrid accomplished in the in the years after that particular game. And I think you know you could possibly say that Rudiger has a similar case. In terms of whether or not he should be starting in this game, Chouaméni is a different, uh, is a different animal in this case. I think he's just still young and you know, maybe needs to a little bit more of experience alongside his teammates. Obviously, a crucial spot in that midfield to to, to play alongside Cross. Forget about Chouaméni in this kind of argument and, and situation right now. But Rudiger, I think, has should definitely be a part of the squad against uh, against saint Trax this this game. And, The same way as cross was against. I I don't remember who the super cup was against in in 2015. But anyway, cross started and I. Wasn't Sevilla the one after?
0: I don't know. I just assumed Sevilla won every Europa League, so I just thought it was Sevilla. Could maybe. (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, it's it's uh, it was uh. I, I don't know who it was. I, I'm fairly confident that it, won, that it wasn't Sevilla. I think the Sevilla one was when with uh, Carvajal's goal in the box and all that. But I think
0: that was also Sevilla. I think it was Sevilla twice.
1: Maybe, maybe then. But cross, cross started, if I'm not mistaken, and, and I think the same should happen with uh, with uh, Rudiger this, this Wednesday.
0: However, I think Ancelotti's counter-argument to you would be he didn't have Di Maria anymore because Di Maria was sold. And he, yeah, and Alonso, and Alonso. And that's it. Yeah. So well, that's I, the, well I,
1: Alonso, I think Alonso was part of the team back then. I think he that was actually then, Alonso's last game. Yeah, I think Alonso was uh, that. That was Alonso's last game with uh, with Real Madrid. We should we should be capable of checking that out. It was Super Cup 2014. I it's think. It's a lot we of effort, Lucas. Super like Cup
0: you MVP. can't you can only have so many expectations. We're the largest Real Madrid podcast in the world. We were just lazy. We just, there's no excuse. We could. <laughs> uh, okay, Alonso didn't play. Alonso didn't play. Uh, but Solana. Cross
1: did. Alon- Cross played. And it was against Sevilla, you were right, by the way. And Illarramendi, Isco, and Marcelo came off the bench. But anyway, Cross started and, and, and Alonso didn't. And James started too, by the way. Mm. First game in Real Madrid, both Cross and James started. So. I think we have an argument here with Ancelotti. When, if we had the opportunity to ask him about that, because uh, Rüdiger has a case.
0: I feel like I don't know. That's not a managing major question. We can we can maybe send a, a right. tip Absol- to uh, like yeah. gold.com and say maybe you yeah, should yeah, ask yeah, Ancelotti right. this, piss him off after the game. <laughs> well, we'll ask him tactical <laughs> right. questions. Uh, well, okay. So, uh, with regards to Rüdiger, though. I don't know how long it takes, but I just feel like, again, based on talent, based on everything we've seen from him, he's one of the best center backs in the world. I think he'll grow into the starting role at some point. I I would say by fall, he gets there.
1: Yeah, he should. He definitely should. Even earlier, again, you're the team's best defender, and... We we haven't discussed this key, and I, I I wasn't that impressed about Real Madrid's defensive performances last season, and and it's hard to say this no. when, when you won the Champions League and La Liga, and, and you know actually not conceding a single goal against Liverpool in the final. But we all know the reason behind uh, that success, that Courtois. defensive success late in the season. Courtois was, was um, an historic player for Real Madrid. Played um, actually had he played like that for the entire season not not that he was mediocre or anything within the first few months but you know had he kept that up for the first few months of the season we could be talking about a potential ballon d'or candidate given the the kind of performances he put on so but in order for him to play that well you need to have, you know opposition need to have chances and, and 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 if opposition are having chances that's because your your defensive performances haven't been that great so rudiger is an, an immediate upgrade to, to the to the squad Real Madrid had last season and Ancelotti should not uh, should not judge Real Madrid's success last season uh, based on you know pu- only success and on, and he should take a look at how the, the defenders played in particular and I wasn't that impressed with with Real Madrid's defensive line last season. I
0: I agree like so my one of my I might as well just spoil it we're doing a managing manager roundtable and uh, Matt is spearheading the questions. All the staff are providing their answers. I think that'll post it, be posted tomorrow or this week or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the questions Matt asks is, <clears throat> what is your, I think it was hot take maybe for next season? Yeah. But my my yeah. hot take, I don't even know if it's that hot, but I actually think we'll be a better team next season, which means we'll be better defensively and offensively. What that means for our mm-hmm. trophies is out of my control because it you know other teams might uh, be absolutely. better or we might have some bad luck or whatever. But I actually think defensively we'll be better And Rudiger and Chumani are two of those reasons why. And I also think we'll be a better ball-winning team. And also, uh, yeah, you're right. So part of the reason why our defense... We were were very conservative with our defense last season in the Champions League. And I would argue that our best moments came... I don't even know if it's... This is not really an argument. It's probably a fact. Our best moments came when we flipped out of that shell brought on Kamavinga off the bench and started yeah. to take the team to the opponent and to, to take the game to the opponent and in those moments where we were more conservative and defensive we were in our heads and conceding a lot of chances and relying on heroics from Courtois and uh, and I think that's where there's room for improvement defensively is that less reliance on heroism and leaving that as a bonus as your last stitch you know, last Absolutely. line of defense, Courtois just acting like an o- octopus, giraffe, whatever it is he is.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The reason we were talking so much about Courtois is because Carvajal, Militao, Alaba, and Mendy weren't, and Casemiro weren't that reliable defensively. So, and possibly, as you mentioned, too many are instant upgrades. Uh, too many might, I need, uh, again, too many might require a little bit more of work. In terms of you know gaining experience, composure, we know that he's not an experienced player internationally, but Rudiger is not. It's not a question to me whether or not you bench, you actually bench Militao or Mendy to to fit Rudiger in the eleven or Alaba, Doesn't actually doesn't even matter to me. I, we've been vocal about this in the past, but I'll say it I, I, once again. I would probably bench against most of the opposition. I would probably bench Mendy and start Alaba on the left back spot. To feed both Rudiger and Militao in, in the center back, but it seems that Alaba is not that n- n- willing to take on that spot. Given that the first position we saw Rudiger uh, wearing Real Madrid's shirt on was on, on the left back spot, so it, it seems clear to me that Alaba is not going to to, to play as a left back anymore. But anyway, if that's actually what you're going to do, then definitely Rudiger and Alaba playing together and benching Militao is probably the way to go.
0: It's interesting because I'm looking at the Who Scored website, and I t- I'd always take a peek at, like, because Who Scored, like, a day or two before the game, they have some quick you, notes on, like, much. which oh, yeah. missing players, who's injured, who's doubtful. And on the Ram just side of things, they have a note that says, quote, Antonio Rudiger could start for Los Blancos, though that may come at the expense of David Alaba, but Aurel- Aurelian Chumeni is likely to start on the bench. So they have Rudiger starting as left-center back over Alaba, and I just feel like... They just, they probably don't really have an inside <laughs> scoop on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I agree. I agree. If, if Rudiger were to start, I think Militao is definitely the, the one moving to the bench.
0: Yeah. Um, what, any other pregame notes you wanted to share?
1: Well, I, I, I just. I'm just very interested in, in, in seeing what what Ancelotti is. Maybe not for this game because it's just one game and it's very early in the season and whatever you we, we want to discuss and, and add to, to to that particular matter. But I, I'm very interested in, during this few, first few games of the season in seeing how Ancelotti is going to accommodate uh, players like Rodrigo, Valverde, uh, Camavinga, and obviously Chouamé. All four of the all, four of those players, all four of those need heavy minutes this season to keep developing. They've earned those minutes. Too many obviously earned them uh, away from Real Madrid, but his price tag is there and, and he speaks volumes towards the faith Real Madrid have in him as a prospect. And and obviously, Ancelotti is going to, to have to find in these play, this four players' minutes. And I'm, I, I'll i be very curious to see how he does that during this first few games of the season, given that, you know, Last season he didn't update that much as, as we probably hoped.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, and one of the things I'll be really interested to keep an eye on is I I'd, I'd like to see more of what we saw against Juve. Um, yeah. And not just from a results. Not not. I don't mean that in the sense of like, oh, I want us to see us get a W like we won against Juve. I'm talking about the style of play. I want to see it. I want to see mm-hmm. if we can sustain it, and if this is something real that we can rely on, and not just like a, a a slight blip in our more conservative approach. I I think we have the tools to be more aggressive. I'm writing about yeah, it. The um, this, yeah. yeah, the entertainment.
1: Yeah, entertainment aspect of of how you know uh, overall entertaining that the match against Juve was uh, is very important for Real Madrid. I think the team needs to find a way to play like that more often and we'll see if the if the if the coaching staff and and obviously the players implement that style throughout the first few games of the season without obviously suffering much on the defensive end given that ancelotti tried to implement that style during the first few games of the season but realized that he couldn't do it with the personnel he chose so maybe he maybe real madrid will find a way to do it this season
0: yeah um super interested in that uh this is gonna be awesome. It's it's gonna be really fun to do actual post game stuff again and pre game stuff and treat this like a real game and not a preseason game. So we'll have it completely locked down on managing Madrid, post game quotes, analysis, player ratings, podcasts, everything. Podcast live on Zoom by the way. So make sure you're a patron to get access to that. Uh, yeah, Lucas. I'm looking forward to this new, possibly new Monday tradition of having you on Mondays and Thursdays. So that'll be a fun little wrinkle heading into the season. So yeah, th- me too.
1: Mondays Mondays will be busier than than this Monday, given that you know it's obviously yeah. right after after the weekends with all with all La Liga games coming up, also internationally and all that. So it's true that this one we only ha- had to preview the the Super Cup game, but the the rest of the Mondays should be should be pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah. I'd argue Mondays are actually the busiest day like in terms of talking points monday will just be like we'll be hit with a tsunami so yeah yeah, yeah, moving forward we could be regretting getting into this but i think it'll be it'll be (laughs) nice it's nice to have just one extra day to talk about things so it doesn't build up it's just you know taking baby steps and little little bites instead of a huge bite like once a week all right lucas this was fun thank you my friend we'll talk soon thank you
1: kian talk to you soon Bye bye.
0: All right, before we wrap it up officially and send you along on your way on this fine Monday, we wanted to give a shout out to our patrons over on patreon.com managing Madrid, specifically to our $10 plus patrons who not only get guaranteed responses to their questions, but also get a specific shout out on the podcast. So shout out to Brandon Alvarez, Willie Reed, Way Pairing, Wamik Jamal, Umar Mahadi, Tyler Simon, Tobias Arroyo Bacher, Tariq Goktas, Taleb Salhab, Tahmid Kalam, Sujaiwani, Sumanchu Singh, Shivam Tiwari, Sherry Sorio, Sheikh Hatiri, Shamil Shabaz Sharapov, Sergio Arispe, Santos Solorsano, Samudi Justin, Samir Z, Said Mahad, Sai Mohan, Sasi Kumar, Rodrigo Balmaceda, Balmaseda, excuse me, Rishi D, Phoenix, Peter Powell, Paulo Fierro, Patrick Odayafari, Oscar Barrera, Nico Laxo, Nicholas Zapatero Zubiare, Nicholas Moller, uh, scroll. Nick Ribeiro Nelson Mazzariego, Muksi Thangal, Mowgli, MJ Diego, Michael Zinberg, Marin Myrtle, Matthew Atkins, Martin Ridman, Logan Stahl, Leon Stavernakis, Kunal Tilakar, Crystal Glass, Kevin Rivera, Jose Cruz, John Fernandez, Jeff Thurston, Jason Fitz, Ian Marley, Graham Girard, Gary Cohut, Frederick Rantakiro, Frederick Sundros, Faisal Hamdan, S.A. Davisito, Eloy Enriquez, Edward Sossman, Daniel Williams, Christian Toft, Christian Costa, Charles Williams, Brendan Powers, Brandon Stevens, Ashik Bashar, Armin Gashi, Armando L., Anton Rudenko, Anirud Singh, Alexis Seniceros, Al, Azaz Hussein, Adrian Rios, Adar Zalukovic, Adam Dorsey, Bella Chow, Varun, Ramtin Mahrur, Fabian Moreno, and Daniel Smith. Love you guys so much. Hala marir.